You're listening to the God Center Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom of four young boys, I know motherhood's hard. But sometimes I think I make it harder than it needs to be by putting myself in the center of things or even my kids. I forget to place God there and be led by His Spirit. I also tend to forget that I'm surrounded by God. He goes before me, He walks with me on the hard days, and He comes behind me when I make a mistake. So each week I'll interview someone new and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the God-Centered Mom podcast. On this episode, I have the first time I have a returning guest, which I'm so thrilled to say I have a returning guest. That means like I actually stuck with this thing and I have gone enough weeks to bring people back that I really enjoyed interviewing the first time. And our guest for today is Amanda White. I shared her with you around Christmas time where she talked about her truth in the tinsel Um, curriculum, which we love at our house, and it helps us get into the heart of that holiday. And she had emailed me about a new product she was releasing um, for the next upcoming major Christian holiday, which is um, for the Resurrection Day, which we prefer to call it, right? Yes. Yes, not Easter. Easter. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Resurrection Day Easter and her new curriculum. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I feel honored to be your first returnee. Right? Well, it's just like coming home, right? It's just, it's like coming home. You're welcome. I wish you lived down the street. Man, to do that, to get out a tunnel, going, get a tunnel. So, all right. So let's tell the story. Should we tell the story of your, let's tell what it's called. Let's talk about it. What's yeah. It, all right. Well, we're, well, this is mm-hmm. called a sense of the resurrection, an Easter experience for families. And if you're familiar with truth in the tinsel, truth in the tinsel is a daily advent mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make a little ornament that goes along with the Christmas story. And then at the end of Christmas, by Christmas, you have 24 ornaments that your kids have made that tell the story of Christmas. Well, after I, that's, I've had that out for three years now mm-hmm. and I don't know. That just seems crazy. But, um, of course, after I released it the first time, everyone was like, Amanda, what should we do for Easter now? We have to do Truth in the Tinsel, the Easter edition or whatever. It's kind of like you, like, whet our appetite for – you kind of yeah. cast a vision that this is a thing we can do, right? We don't have to get caught up in the culture. We yeah. can't. We don't have to wait on our church. We can We can do this thing. So you empowered well, us. And so now we're, like, feeling empowered, but we need your help still. And that – well, and that's really what my what my goal is – on on my online life is that I want to help parents know that it's easy to impress God's word on their kids' hearts. And so I want to help you do that by finding the resources, by giving you ideas, by just doing stuff with my kid that you can copy or you can say, that was dumb. She should have done it this way. And, you know, but so that you know that you can do it too. Right. So, um, so yeah. So then I, you know, I, I have always done stuff with my kids for Easter. Like I, I was never an Easter bunny person or like, I didn't even like to say Easter cause it's not in the Bible, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few years ago I made, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to write an ebook. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it with my kids. And as I started reading through the story, which is by the way, in every gospel and is like multiple, multiple chapters. Whereas the Christmas story is only in two gospels oh, interesting. and it is like five verses in comparison. Yeah, so you were you were so, taking under something a lot bigger, and it's, it's cuter. Christmas is cuter, and 
than the death Absolutely. on the cross. Right. Christmas is easy. People who don't who don't claim to be Christians do the Christmas story. Right. You know? Yeah. The Easter story is hard. And there's so much Jewish tradition that it's hard for our brains to understand it. There's so much of the um like the law and the, you know, the different government stuff. It's really confusing. The timeline is confusing because it goes over the four different books and you have to kind of go back and move things around to understand the actual chronology. It, it's really a difficult story. Yeah. But the thing that really caught me was the beginning of the week that Jesus um, dies. He is at um, a house with some Pharisees and disciples and friends and other people and he, he, Mary comes in and anoints his feet. She does the, the perfume. And you know the story. Everyone is like, oh, he's, you know, how wasteful. How can he accept this gift or whatever? Not and everyone. Re- Judas. <laughs> Judas <laughs> was the one who was maddest, which is telling, right? Yeah. He cared about the some money. The, some of yeah. the other disciples. Well, I mean, too. they were kind of like, what is she doing? That's like wasteful. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, but what I liked about it is he rebukes them and he says, um, she is anointing me for my burial. And even at this point, the disciples still did not know what was going on. They did not know Jesus was going to die. They were clueless. But my, the part that struck me, and this is what got me into the whole book of a sense of resurrection is it says that the, um, the smell went through the whole house and they could smell it through the whole house. And I just imagined Mm -hmm. everyone in the house, all the servants or, you know, maybe the kids or just other people that lived there, they could smell that for hours or days, maybe Mm because it was a really expensive, strong perfume. So I imagine mm-hmm. them for days imagining that scene. Every time they would smell it, every time they would walk into a new room, they might might smell it again and imagine that scene of that woman anointing Jesus and Jesus saying, this is for my burial. Mm-hmm. And then once Jesus did die and came back to life, looking back on that and how meaningful that must have been to them and that just that whole smell. And you know how smells are. They you know they say that that's one of your biggest memories is smells. Well, because it's, it's like right at the base of your brain. With is yeah. right next to as I had to take neurology. I don't know why I know these. Tell things. us about it. I had to take it once in San Francisco, and then when I transferred, they made me take it again. So I learned it <laughs> twice. It's in my memory <laughs> that the area of your brain that is for memory is right next to your sensory centers, and so that's why they're tied so closely. So they're right, like right next to each other. So yeah. Who? Will you got a guest post about that for me? Yeah, I will. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so put it on the anyway, books. so I just love that whole thing about them smelling that, and mm. that's what I yeah, want for awesome. my kids. Yeah, as I want, I want my kids. I want me too, but I want my kids to like remember Jesus and just be walking around and walk into a new room and see something, and it reminds them about the Lord. That everywhere they look, they're seeing things about the Lord or remembering things about the Lord. Mm. So uh, we made some. We made up some little like reed diffusers, you know, like a little jar, and we poured like liquid potpourri that I got at the dollar store or something. And we put some skewers like that you cook with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shish kebabs. Yeah. And we put those in it and we, and we decorated the jars and stuff and we put them in every room of our house. Mm. And so every time that we'd walk into the room, we would say, I can't remember exactly what we said, but like, Jesus, thank you for dying us or preparing our hearts for Jesus burial or, you know, thank you for loving me, whatever. We made up a little saying and I don't remember what it was. Mm. Um, and so that's how it kind of started this book is I wanted to come up with, I wanted to find the senses in the story. What were they smelling and hearing and tasting and feeling? Because there's a bunch of them in there. Jesus tastes that vinegar. Why did they put that vinegar in there? Why do? Why did right. we need to know that detail? Right. 
when when Jesus dies, there's this earthquake and tomb splitting open. And like, what 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 is that detail in there for? And there's the purple robe when he's being beaten by the Roman soldiers. Why do they have to tell us about a purple robe? I just think all those are really interesting. And I yeah. think that that's what kids can recognize yeah. and understand. They're they're not going to get the the Jewish laws and the government and Pilate and all that, but they do understand purple and they understand a rooster being loud and they understand the sour taste of vinegar. Right. And so those are the things that I pulled out to help my kids understand it. Well, and if you're, if you're reaching them through their senses with the story, it's going to, it's going to go deep. And as they grow, they'll grow in the church having, grown up in your home they'll continue to go to church they'll continue to hear the stories but at the deep base of their brain <laughs> will be yeah. this memory of this smell of good things of of and and well maybe not the vinegar but you know like it'll it'll go yeah. deep like with their senses kids well that's, remember everything but they do remember no that's basic things. i mean yeah. that's basic teaching 101 yeah, is if yeah, you yeah. engage more senses they're going to remember more yeah that's awesome i love that i love that and, yeah. and so i kind of glanced through it because when you sent me the email, I a little bit freaked out. I have been spending so much time thinking about our spring break and just like tasks weekly. I've been almost going on a day-by-day basis lately. And mm. then you sent that. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's coming. <laughs> the next holiday's coming already. Oh, man. I don't even know when it is. And That's the problem is that a lot of people, uh, yeah, when people is know it? what Christmas is. Yeah. December 25th. You know, you got 24 days, you know, once Thanksgiving hits, it's all about Christmas. It's starting, it's yeah. Like, it's in the spring somewhere. I don't it's know like when it is. nebulous. I don't even, I'm sure there's a document on Google or something that tells you it's always this time, but okay. I'm sure. But I don't know. So it's at the end yeah, of so April sometime is what I know. Yeah. So that's one reason I just chose 12 things. The other reason is because the story's so hard, you could literally do it for 52 weeks. There's so many details. <laughs> yeah. So I just tried to do some like some main points, but because um, well, I was kind of relieved. People, I was relieved when I opened it up and I saw there were twelve. Like I was a little bit yeah, like, oh, I didn't miss it. Hoping, I didn't miss a it. A lot of people were hoping I was going to do a Lent thing mm. and that it would be forty days. And I'm like, forty days? I can barely make it through twenty four at Christmas. Right, right, yeah. I did wonder that because I was like, isn't Lent starting? Isn't she? I was kind of concerned about your launching techniques, but it makes more sense when you see that it's twelve, right? Like. Yeah. People listening now, you're not missing it. You're not missing it. Yeah, but here's what it really is. The the reason that there's only 12 is because, like that perfume one, I want this to be something that you kind of, what I picture it as is like something is simmering in your house. Mm. And, you know, you you can't always smell it or see it. It's not something active. It's kind of there for a long period of time. That's how I want all these activities to be. Is there something simmering in your house, this... This underlying understanding and knowledge and belief of what's going on in Jesus' story. So we have this this perfume going on for a while, and you might have that up for like two or three weeks. Mm. And then we're doing something else with like where you make a window cling and put it on the window. And I want to walk by that window cling every day and say, Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. So I, it's not about ticking off these little activities that you have to get through the story. What I want is this simmering in your heart and in your family mm. of, of just kind of meditating on the story. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So are you going to set out when people should do the 12 days or it's totally up to everyone to decide? It's up to everybody. Cause some people who are into Lent, they're going to want to do like two a week until, mm-hmm. until Easter, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start next week, which will be one month until the week of Easter because I don't want to start on Sunday, but anyway, um, and I'm going to do three a week 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna post just some different ideas on my blog because people want to know when should I do this? When should I do this? And just as but, a reminder, it's gonna be in the show notes, but just tell everyone what your blog is here so that they know. Oamanda.com. Oh, Amanda.com because she always says to herself, Oh, Amanda. Oh, Amanda. Oh, Amanda. All the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every second. So, um, awesome. I love, I love it. And, uh, just like with Truth in the Tinsel, it's a, a doable thing. I like how you have the list of materials I'm going to need all laid out. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in one, afternoon you know maybe even this weekend I would just go and grab whatever stuff I don't have and then I'm ready like I have it all there yeah and supplies there's a couple supplies that you probably don't have one of them is purple cellophane I'm pretty sure you don't have that at your house but <laughs> especially most with four boys most of the stuff you're gonna have and you can make do if you don't have it like one of the activities is painting on a canvas and I know that seems scary but canvases are cheap and you don't have to get a canvas. You could use a piece of construction paper or a poster board. You know, whatever you've got is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, the freedom to like, because there's probably the person who will want to do it exactly how you say. And then there'll be the creative yeah. who, will, like you said, from your truth in the tinsel, people would post stuff and you'd be like, awesome idea. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so one. much better than my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Second edition, third edition. So, um, and then I also like how it's, you know, in a one page, you have, you know, the activity and the scripture and you put all four gospels and then you star which one is the like vital one for that activity. Is that right? Yeah. The one that I think is the most applicable and understandable for kids. But at the same time, especially if you're not familiar with the Bible, you really need to read those to yourself. Because when you start getting into that story, whoo, like I said, it's just really detailed. And growing up in church, maybe you forget that it's so detailed, but when you start reading it, it's a serious story. So if yeah. if you're not familiar with the Bible, I suggest you read those the read the version in every gospel to yourself. And also you point out not reading the children's story book story bible but like really reading the bible, reading God's word NIV or ESV or whatever version you guys have. Yeah. Just to read yeah, I mean, the actual words because I did I mean and your your kids are getting older, my kids are getting older from when you started Truth in the Tinsel. They can mm-hmm. handle it. They can handle yeah, it. Yeah. And you know what? Even if they're little, I just like the idea of getting that to be a thing that you do. You open up the Bible and read it. Mm. And so even if they don't understand it, your little kids don't understand half of what happens. Yeah. So might, might as well just read in the Bible, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just like it as a thing that you do and that they know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. And and this year I've been studying Matthew through BSF. And I grew up in a Christian home. I became a Christian like in kindergarten I mm-hmm. was like, oh, Matthew, really? I mean, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll study that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Um, No, I did not know Matthew. Like, right. I'm learning it when you really get into it. So I think even if you're like, yeah, I know the story. I totally know the story. I think maybe even making that your time in the morning before, yeah. if you do Hello Mornings or if you get up before your kids or even if, you know, the night before and you're laying in bed just to read through those, I think it's going to help your faith grow as a mom to have those scriptures, you know, just to meditate on and, and they'll be able, then, then you'll be able to do the Deuteronomy thing of being able to talk about it outside even of that activity as you are driving to soccer practice, as you are, you know, that's it. And that, that also goes along with why I wanted to do this book and 
why Heather and I have talked about, we've talked about this before about why I was nervous to do this book Oh yeah, yeah. is because it is so much detail and it is so hard. There's prophecy in there, prophecy of things that are to come even now, mm. prophecy fulfilled in Jesus' death. And there's questions. I mean, you read it yourself. Even I read it, a kid growing up in who grew up in church. And I'm like, Whoa, what does that mean? Exactly. What, what are the ramifications of all of this? Yeah. And Reading all that to yourself is you have you you have to you need to know the whole story because your kids are going to ask you questions, mm. and you're going to have to answer them. And so I I think that I don't know maybe this might not be true, but I think that parents don't talk to their kids about the death and resurrection of Jesus because it's scary, because it's about torture, because it's about someone dying. And you don't want to bring that stuff up to your little kids mm. because it's about someone coming back to life, which is like unbelievable, of course. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like people don't don't talk about it. They just, you know, might read one book or watch one Veggie Tales or whatever. Um and so I when I start when I was writing this book and I'm reading all four gospels and I was getting overwhelmed by the amount of information because here I am saying, This is what you should do. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I'm overwhelmed by the amount of information. And so it's been nerve wracking for me and I didn't want I had it ninety nine percent ready last year and didn't release it because I felt nervous that like this is the the crux of the whole gospel, and I'm telling people how to lead their kids in this story. Yeah, the weight and of it, the weight of the responsibility, the weight yeah. of it. Yeah. When you're and you're and like you had mentioned, I mean, you'd already released this very successful curriculum. Your your bar is set high. You don't want to you don't want to right. do it half half hazard because half hazardly because because of the weight of the topic, or because you want to give a good product to those who entrust you. That you, that exactly. you deliver. So you waited, right? So that was a yeah, year ago. I, you decided, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, right. and I and I think it was partially fear. It might have been the Lord, but I, I don't know. It, it. I literally just felt sick to my stomach when I would go to my computer. <laughs> and I didn't want to work on it. And I still get a little bit of that trepidation now because of just what I said, because of the weight of the story. I want to make sure that I'm doing it right, and I don't want to push it off and be like, everybody do this. This is the best thing in the whole world. This is going to change your kids' lives. God's word is going to change your kids' lives. And no matter what you do, it's right. something because it's better than not doing anything about the Lord. So, um, but, well, but I it's think, scary okay, so to be involved in that story of people and to, and to say, you know, I want to lead your kids to the Lord with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what I'm saying, you know? Well, I know, you know, my oldest too, we've talked through the gospel a lot. My third has been more resistant and I'm excited for this season as I realized he's understanding more um, that I really want to be intentional about it. So I'm excited for your product for that. And for those of you who are, you know, that you're hearing this and you hear a little bit of Amanda's trepidation and you, you know, oh, I have to read the scripture ahead of time. And you're getting kind of <laughs> nervous because you didn't grow up in a Christian home. And if it's hard for those of us who did, it's going to be so hard for me. I want to read you um, from Matthew 10. Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of the father speaking through you. I think if you are being faithful to take your children in front of the scripture, God will be faithful to give you the words to say. But he cannot. You have to take steps. He he does use verbs in the Bible. We don't just sit on the couch and watch tv and assume our children are learning about god we have to take steps and bring them to his word and i am constantly amazed the questions my children ask i will never forget the when my second son 
grasped the weight of it. And he, we're, and I said, all of the sin was on him. And I think the um, What's in the Bible video, it actually shows oh. like the sin attaching to him, you know, from That's the first the video. That's the picture I've ever seen. Yes, where it's just like all over him. And we had talked, we had, there's something that grows on a tree near us, like a hackberry tree that, is that what it is? It's some tree near us and it looks like those sin little things on the What's in the Bible videos. And we call it sin as we go on our walk. We're like, oh, look at her sin. <laughs> but like he understood he he was so tangible that that was very helpful to him. And he looked at me and he goes, why would Jesus do that? Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he loved us. And he <laughs> was getting it and he was getting it. But it was going and it was just it wasn't me saying the right words. It was God's no. spirit ministering to him. And we can't assume that just because they're children, God, there's no junior Holy Spirit, like we say. Like there's no yeah. there's one Holy Spirit and he will do a work. But we have to do we have to be faithful in our part. Absolutely. Heather, that verse is absolutely perfect. And the other one that I always talk about um, when about raising your kids for the Lord is about how God's word does not return to him void. Right. It's just like the snow waters the ground. Then God's word will respond, um, bring results like he's promised. And um, at the front, in the introduction of the sense of the resurrection, I kind of just write why I'm passionate about the story and why I think you should teach your kids about this, even if you don't know the story. Um, but I said that your kids believe in Santa and the tooth fairy and Mickey mouse with just a simple nod from you. And you know, that's true. You have seen your kids look at you like, is this for real? And you just kind of nod at them across the room and then they're like, okay. Yeah. And they go in and do whatever. Yeah. Um, so why can't we help them believe in a power that brought Jesus back to life? Why not lead them to belief in Jesus' sacrifice and resurrection? Why not bring them maybe not to a full understanding of God's work? Not to a full understanding yeah. of every scripture and every detail and everything in all four of the Gospels, but just to a full belief in what Jesus did for them on the cross and in the tomb 2,000 years ago. So that's really what this is about. It's not about learning every detail. And, and all about the theological. The four Gospels yeah. to them. No. It's just about leading them to believe. Just giving them that simple nod of like, yes, Jesus really did do this for you. Yes, Jesus really does love you. And he, this really is all about you and him. So and him overcoming yes, death. Yes. So he loves you so much. He came to rescue you so you could be with him forever. And the only way to do that was to conquer death and in God's power. I, this is awesome. I love it. I love that you're doing it. Um, I think it's great. Thank you for being well, faithful and doing it. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm, I, I will be less nervous when it's over so that everyone can say, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. But I really want to know. I mean, because I've done these things with my kids, but my kids tend to like what I do because it's what we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and I'm sure, I mean, I was talking to another friend who was working on a product for Easter, and um, she was feeling discouragement. And I do think, like, what is something that the enemy is going <laughs> to, he does not want this out there, just That's like right. he didn't want the Christmas you know, curriculum you put out there. He doesn't want it out there. He wants to discourage you. He wants to um, make you question whether it's right. And, and uh, so I think, you know, if y'all are listening right now, if you could just say a prayer for Amanda, for her family, prayer of protection, prayer for those families who do um, purchase the curriculum that, or use it, that, that they would um, see him in their home and, and that they, he would be glorified through these moments of, circling around his word and and uh and lifting him up i think it's great i'm excited um, so uh, anything me, else we need to know about this well i was just going to tell you one more thing about the book that i really like okay. is in the back is some printable mm. flags like mm-hmm. a little pennant sort of like bunting or whatever yeah 
And so there's one for each day. So like the first day is like got a little fancy perfume bottle on it. So you just cut it out and then you can color it or whatever. I gave some like special ways that you could color each one so that it'd be like kind of have to do with your senses. So like the first one, you mix Kool-Aid and water and you paint it with that. So it smells good. Yeah. Love it. But you don't have to do that, of course. But so then you hang these up as you go along during, you know, the whole time you're doing this. So that that way, similar to Truth in the Tinsel, at the end of the story, you'll have this decoration in your house that tells the whole story and that your kids will be able to relate. So you've got this hanging up and, you know, then they can say, hey, dad, look, here's this, that and that. And they can tell the story that way. Um, That's good. So I like especially because people like don't decorate for Easter the way we do for Christmas. So I like having some kind of big thing in the house. Yeah. You know, to tell the story, which is the the whole book has things to hang up in your house too. So, well, and let's talk for a second about other things you might be doing besides sense of the resurrection. I know you and I, before oh. I knew Amanda, I actually found Amanda. Um, she had posted about this really awesome Easter basket basket idea. And I like, wrote on my blog about it and linked back to hers. And now we know each other, yes. but it's, that was before you knew me. I didn't know you then. No, Mm-mm. that's cool. Yeah, I know. I know. What are the chances? And you know, kindred spirits. That's right. We are. But, uh, I love, that's one of my favorite things. And yeah. let me tell you, it sounds so super spiritual. I can see people look, I've told people and I can see their faces going, yeah, you are ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Like I've you are so it. overboard, but my kids love it. Oh, they think it's awesome. And it is so tangible. For, like, the boys, like, I don't know, they think... Are you going to explain it, or do you want me to? You explain it. You're the guest. Okay. Oh. Start it with you. Well, and I I copied this from someone else. I know. We're just all copiers in life. There's nothing original in life, really. Yeah, I think it was... I think her blog's name is Little Llamas or something. I don't know if she even blogs anymore, but it was... The idea was the same. Anyway, what you do is you send your kids out with an Easter basket outside and tell them to go find rocks. And they're like, what? Rocks? So they go out and collect a bunch of rocks, and then they bring them back, and we usually will write sins on them. <laughs> like like personal it, things that they struggle with and that you struggle with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, when they're little, it's always the same thing, whining, disobeying. <laughs> Those are like the two things you write down. <laughs> yeah. um, and, um, but what we talk about is the scripture that talks about how um, Jesus will give us uh, take our heart of stone and turn it into a heart of, and give us a heart of flesh. So talking about how sin is this rocky, stony thing in our lives that, you know, that turns our heart away from the Lord and separates us from him. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I say, okay, there you go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then just send the kids away and yeah. like they take a nap or whatever they do. Yeah. And while they're gone, then I take all those rocks out and put them in another Easter basket that I have labeled Jesus. And then I fill their basket up with gifts. And I don't just do any old gifts. I try to do gifts that are very, um, that are going to help them in their walk with the Lord. So, you know, a CD that we really like, um, you know, Seeds Family Worship or Yancey or whatever, or um, a book that would be like a devotional or some kind of God-centered book. And then I also always like to give them some kind of plant. I know that sounds weird, but um, something about growing. I just like the idea of them recognizing that they need to grow in the Lord. So like a flower, or like one time I gave them like little chia pet thingies. Yeah. Um, and I and I think I put in there ones like things that I see, gifts that God's given them specifically yeah. from each other that are different for each one that I want to I help like them grow in Mm-hmm. For his glory. Like he died on the cross for a purpose, you know, to free you to, you know, and so that you can then use 
his gift of love to love on others and how are you going to do that with your giftedness anyway so i try to find something that goes with their personal bents love it yeah yeah like last year i did do like i gave them clothes to wear on easter but i did one of the scriptures about clothe yourself in kindness and goodness or whatever you know i like i try to make it a real gift just like like candy or a chocolate bunny yeah 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 which i could do that would be fun (laughs) um do you do the red cloth or no yes and then i'll put a red cloth over their two um baskets and ours is just uh, it's a snow white cape that my daughter has okay so it's nothing fancy yeah and then put that Jesus one in front of it with all the rocks in it. So then when the kids come downstairs, they see this, all their rocks that they picked with their handwriting on it that says whining, complaining, mm-hmm. disobedience inside the Jesus basket. Yeah. And then we say, this is what Jesus did. He took your sins in himself. I just love the idea of Jesus taking the sins, not on him, but in him. I, mm, that's good. Um, yeah. And so he, he took all of your sins and they're all gone. And so what? And you can see this red cloth, this Jesus blood. He died for you. And then you take that red cloth off and their baskets are filled with gifts. And I just, I think you're right. It is just such a picture of how Jesus takes our sins and he doesn't just take our sins because I don't know. I think there's this thing of like, I can't be with sin, which is true. He Mm -hmm. definitely is holy and cannot be with sin, but there's something about him redeeming you and calling himself to you and having a calling you're you to him and having a relationship with you and wanting to bless you and have good things for you. Yeah. I love it. That it's a replacement. Yeah. A replacement. I love it. Yeah. For what is unrighteous for what is right. A righteousness we can't get on our own being right. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's really, I, they really like it. Um, you know, do you the, do that on Easter day? Or like I do it do the that? day before. Yeah. We'll pick out rocks and put them in. So then when they wake up in the morning. Oh, so they wake up on Easter morning and get yeah. all that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because we don't do naps. I mean, they don't do naps anymore. But I think yeah. that, yeah, that then they're, I mean, now they know. Like, now my oldest, like, oh, yeah, we can do the Sin Rock. No problem. Like, <laughs> no problem labeling that because I'm going to get some goods. So No, that's true. The first time, honestly, they thought it was a magic trick. They just could not <laughs> understand it. <laughs> but I mean, that was a like long time and ago. I, and I can see their minds working. I can see them connecting yeah. all those little dots of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I think it's really good. And I've even had like grandparents tell me they've done it with their grandkids, yeah. you know, like as as something special when their kids come an activity to do that has a little more meaning. You know, if if their daughter or son doesn't do it, then they, they take yeah. on it. So should we tell them our surprise or is that a total secret? No, we can yeah, keep don't. it a secret. You yeah, keep- no. Um, so, what? you know, our surprise for Wednesday. Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking yes. to you. Do you want to tell them? Are you talking about our Easter surprise? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm like, are we pregnant? No, we're not. <laughs> Should we tell them we're pregnant? No. <laughs> we're going to deliver. Uh, what are we delivering? Go ahead. You tell them. Okay, so we're going to, uh, Heather and I are going to have a big giveaway for a cool Easter basket, a Jesus-centered Easter basket. So you can do this with your kids. No rocks are included. You'll have to get your own. <laughs> but lots of fun CDs. No I got a new DVD for us today. Oh, Awesome. Um, Heather too. So CDs, DVDs, all sorts of fun things that will help your kids grow in the Lord. Some of our favorite things and new things that we've discovered. Yes. And so you'll be able to enter to win that either on my site or Amanda's. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it. I am really excited about it. So thank you, Amanda, for being on. And Heather, thank you for having me. I hope it's an encouragement to everyone listening um, that you know God is going to equip you. He has called you already by giving you children. It's a mm-hmm. mighty ministry. Um, you are, 
you are just basically you've been given a soul and you are helping guide that soul back to Christ and then um, for eternity that soul will live with God and so you just that's a really big privilege and this message of the gospel is foundational for their future and um, all the life God has for them so I think this is a big curriculum I will put links so that you can find sense of the resurrection I'll put that in the show notes so if you go to godcentermom.com you can find that with this post for this podcast so thank you, Amanda. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And um, Thank you, Heather. We'll just have to do another show. You'll be like a regular. Sometime uh, we're going to have you. you on here and we're going to talk about movies because we said we're I told you I want to be your co-host. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, you've already got two in, so you're pretty much there. I'm pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Amanda. Thank you, Heather. Bye. Right, bye. Thanks for listening to the God-Centered Mom podcast. I hope you enjoyed our guests as much as I did. And if you're looking for resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. I want you to know that God is just as present at your kitchen sink as your church pew, that he sees your service and he is pleased. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you and he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.